0: ...with flesh-and-blood characters created from the pages of our lives, facing the same fears, doubts, concerns, and troubles that you and I face every day. When you listen to this audiobook, my hope is that you find yourself somewhere in these pages, that you will wrestle with the same questions and concerns as Sam, Philip, Lucy, Ellie, Jordan, Jim, and Linda, and that in the end, like them, you will find the desire the courage, and the conviction to take your faith out of your church and into a desperate world filled with hungry, sick, oppressed, damaged, and lost souls. Neighbors, waiting and hoping that someone like you will stop, reach out, touch, and show them love. Michael Seaton, May 2010 Prologue WEDNESDAY'S CHILD IS FULL OF WOE FORGIVE AND FORGET Two borders she could not cross. The memory haunted her even now. If she could stay busy, it seemed to stay quiet. But she could not always be busy. The remembrance was both sight and sound, always the same. A sky so black it threatened to swallow you. The only lights were the crazed eyes of a woman. Her mother, old beyond her years, slowly tearing pages from the Bible, eating them, repeating, Taste and see, the Lord is good. Taste and see. She was seven when they crossed under the cover of a new moon, led by Coyotes, the code name for the men who guided illegal immigrants into the U.S. There were others in their group, but they were told to snake- two by two through rocks and sage across the border. They could see the shadows of the others. Still, her mother was direct. Don't let go of my hand, Isabel. But something, or someone, she never knew what, had spooked the coyote, the group scattered in fear. Mother and daughter ran further into the black. By sunrise, everything around them looked the same. It stayed that way for three days. Darkness seemed their only companion. A small, hip pack had water and crackers, enough for one day, not enough for three. Her mother prayed for miracles more than once. God must have been asleep or busy or just not interested. On the night of the third day, her mother simply sat down and stopped. Hope was not deferred, but lost. Isabel watched as her mother took out a Bible and began to eat the pages. The last thing she saw her mother do was struggle to swallow the words of God, and then the darkness swallowed them both. The crushing blackness stole her sense of time. The whites of his eyes seemed to appear from nowhere. His arms lifted her and held her close as he ran through the night. She cried for her mother once, but his voice shushed her. No, she's dead. She never knew his name. He must have been all of fifteen, but strong. The air smelled like rain, but the drops never fell. By sunrise, Isabel's slender legs burned as she sat on the rusty floor of a van. She could see the road through the holes as they drove. The motion made her sick. A woman packed beside her looked to be her mother's age. She leaned down to Isabel. "The Lord is good, no?" That question had already been answered for a 7-year-old, and nothing Isabel had seen since then caused her to change her mind. The memory lunged at her tonight as she spied the Gideon Bible on the nightstand. She wondered if the Gideons had ever tried to eat their words. Isabel shook away the thought, gathered her clothes and quickly dressed, like the others. The man in the bed had no name. But this one surprised her by asking her name as she reached the door. Isabel, she said. He sat on the edge of the bed and spoke softly. Do you know what your name means? She knew. Her mother had made certain Isabel knew. Yes, it means consecrated to God. It had become a rhythm. This offering of herself, a routine she had followed for some time now, years.